Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. All right, welcome in. John Dickinson at FedEx Forum in Memphis where the Grizzlies beat the Warriors 106-101, to game two in the Western Conference semifinals. 888-957-9570. we got a lot to get to between now and 11 o'clock as this series is now tied and the Warriors, uh, it looks like, are going to be without Gary Payton a second for a while uh, as uh, the Warriors announcing and Steve Kerr announcing uh, prior to his uh, post-game press conference, it's a fractured left elbow for Gary Payton the second off of the Dylan Brooks uh, flagrant foul penalty two, which saw him ejected early on uh, in this game. And so uh, the Warriors, uh, without Gary Payton the second, Draymond Green got clubbed in the face uh, and had to get stitches uh, above his eye. Physical, physical game uh, inside this building and a game that uh, for good stretches felt like the game on Sunday afternoon. The Warriors were hanging around, hanging around, uh, and even though the Grizzlies led by eight at the end of the first quarter, five at the half, the Warriors had tied it going to the fourth quarter, and it just felt like if they could get on one run in the fourth quarter the way that they did at the beginning of the fourth quarter on Sunday, uh, they could steal another game and, and maybe put the Grizzlies uh, right with their backs up against the wall as this series shifts to San Francisco. Uh, but too much John Morant down the stretch. The Warriors couldn't buy a three, seven for 38 for the game from three-point range. So the Warriors struggle from distance in game one, uh, outshot by the Grizzlies in that one, and they were doubled up by the Grizzlies in this one tonight. Warriors with the seven for 38. The Grizzlies knocked down 14 for 45, and just uh, a physical, physical game, but too much John Morant. The Grizzlies show uh, a, a lot of guts in this one. I thought the Warriors showed a ton of guts in this one, losing Gary Payton a second early, having Draymond go out and then come back. Uh, but the Grizzlies prevail, and now this series is tied as we head to San Francisco. So 888-957-9570, uh, your thoughts on this one. Uh, the Dylan Brooks foul, the physicality of the Grizzlies. And look, this is something that was coming, and you're not going to want to miss what Steve Kerr had to say post game because he went in on Dylan Brooks for what he called a dirty play, uh, just flat out. Uh, and, and he said that Dylan Brooks broke the code, broke the code between uh, NBA players with respect to potentially you know, 
ending somebody's season and, and, and also affecting somebody's future uh, with uh, a, a foul that's just over the top. And he referenced Brooks clubbing Peyton in the head. Uh, you're not going to want to miss what the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, had to say down in the uh, interview room here at FedEx Forum uh, after this one. So uh, this is a night for you. 888-957-9570. The Xfinity Mobile text line is open. We'll, we'll get to all of the postgame sound from downstairs here in Memphis between now and 11 o'clock. But we have ourselves a series, folks. Uh, Warriors with an opportunity to, to have it feel like they could have all but ended it. Uh, deserve a lot of credit for hanging in the game the way that they did, but not enough as they did look like uh, an exhausted bunch from the effort down the stretch and just too much John Morant. Uh, as he goes for 47 in this one, and the series is now tied. Uh, let's uh, get it going on the phone lines here right off the top. Uh, we'll start with Adam in San Francisco. Adam, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Adam. Hey there. Um, I am still just in disbelief of how dirty that play was, and I'm, I'm seeing all over Twitter Memphis Grizzlies fans talking about how Oh, well, you were calling us dirty when Draymond did the same thing. Like, those two fouls are nowhere near close to each other. I mean, you just cost our best defender his season. On Like, that that looked like a planned out thing. Like, I'm just in disbelief. But besides that atrocious play, the, throughout the whole game, the Warriors, whenever they would attack the basket, were building a lead. They were getting good looks, and they were getting fouled. They were getting buckets. The Their decision to settle for three at the end and throughout parts of the game is why they lost. Turnovers is a huge thing. And Klay Thompson just just trying to force everything. But I just, I'm in just disbelief how atrocious that foul was. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, appreciate it. And I do think it, it, it bears the question – uh, does it, it, it bears the question, you know, does the league look at, at Dylan Brooks for the next game, to be perfectly honest? And, and look, I don't, I don't know how that ultimately shakes out. Uh, you know, he did miss this game, obviously getting ejected very early on. Uh, but I, I do think, and, and, and I don't know that it's necessarily a, a lock, uh, but I do think the league is going to have to explore whether or not Dylan Brooks maybe gets – a suspension for game three uh, moving forward. I definitely think a conversation about that is going to be highly debated over the over the next couple of days. Uh, 888-957-9570. I know we're going to hear from Steve Kerr, uh, and, but I, I, I do want to read the, the quote uh, from Steve Kerr. There is a code. There's a code that players follow where you never put a guy's season slash career in jeopardy by taking somebody out in midair and clubbing him across the head. Dylan Brooks broke that code. Steve Kerr uh, after this ball game uh, here in Memphis. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Clay Thompson. Just a rough, rough night for Clay Thompson. 5 of 19, 2 of 12 from three-point range. And, and yeah, he was out of rhythm. And as we've seen on some of the nights since Clay Thompson's return where he struggled, he he just he's going to still put up the shots if they're open. And I thought there were, there were times where the, the, the shots were a little bit rushed and Again, you're always hoping for that that one little hot streak where if he hits two or two or three in a row, really at any point in the game when the game is close, maybe that flips it to where the Warriors uh, are, are down a couple to to be an up a couple, and all of a sudden they're 
in a little bit of command the way that they were in the middle of the fourth quarter on Sunday before the Grizzlies made their run and ultimately the Warriors made the big plays down the stretch in that one. It never quite got to that point in the fourth quarter, and I think the Grizzlies deserve some credit for that as far as their their defense, their their rebounding, their intensity. They, they didn't let themselves get into as bad a spot as they were in in the fourth quarter, and that allowed it to still uh, go back and forth and, and, and allow them to make the, the plays to win it. Turnover is a huge issue for the Warriors. 18 of them uh, led to 15 points for the Grizzlies, and, yeah, just not enough shooting to overcome uh, the, the mistakes. And the Warriors did have some success in the paint and getting into the lane. 22nd chance points for the Warriors in this game. Uh, you look at the offensive rebounds, 14 offensive rebounds for the Warriors, and, and they hit the Grizzlies where the Grizzlies usually hit everybody else. 60 points in the paint for the Warriors to 42 for the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies made it up from the three-point line of all places, uh, and then also uh, at the free-throw line where the Grizzlies, at the end of the night, 20 for 21 at the free-throw line for, for Memphis. And this one, a John Morant, uh, 12 for 13. So he had the bulk of them. Let's keep it moving on the phone lines. People want to react. Uh, Fox is next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on tonight, Fox? Hey, thanks for having me. I just wanted to, first of all, give my thoughts and wishes to GP2, man. That was a terrible, egregious foul, like the last caller said. That was a fragrant two that deserved to be an ejection, a fine, and a suspension. I think the shoot, the NBA should do something to where they find these players and, and keep them away from the game until that other player that they hurt comes back and is healthy. Um, the Splash Brothers went 16 for 30, um, 44 today. Um, I think that they're letting John Morant get into rhythm and they're letting him giving him a, uh, the three-point play and then by the fourth quarter he looks like a splash brother himself and um you know I, it, it was just a, it was just a game that was very very winnable in my opinion and this core you know they talk about the words having experience this whole time this core three when the game is in crunch time like that they need to be able to use that experience to slow the game down and take over and it just seems like they, they just weren't in it today. Clay Thompson was atrocious. Um, a couple fast breaks that they did, he was didn't even wait for his team. He like just pulled up from from an elbow jumper and missed both of those. But all in all, I think that we can go ahead and take this back to um, the Oracle and get two wins to go up 3-1 and knock these boys out. But, um, yeah, tough one today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate it, Fox. 888-957-9570. Uh, let's keep it moving with Manuel in Dublin on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Manuel? Hey, John. How you doing? Hey, I can't wait to hear what Kerr has to say. Um, hey, a couple things. I thought the game could have got away at the very beginning. They got like an away run at the very beginning of the game. They, the Warriors were lucky to, to fight through that. I thought they had this is a great opportunity that slipped through our hands. Um, what did you see on, on GP's call? It looked like, you know, I know you're not, you can play a doctor at 10 o'clock at night. It looks like a I don't hope it's nothing really serious, but it looked like he kind of hyperextended the elbow, I guess. And then lastly, um, uh, um, Morant reminded me of Kyrie a few years ago when in the finals where he just kept going through the hole, doing those things. Like, we're going to be okay. If, 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 Durant, if Morant's got to give 45 a night to beat us, we'll be fine. I just uh, hate to lose this game. And this is a this is a definitely a game that's going to – I hope it doesn't come back to bite us in the butt. But uh, um, I'm listening to the show every night, um, J.D., and enjoy your, your commentary all the time. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, Manuel. And just to, to, to keep everybody up to speed, uh, the Warriors did announce post game that 
Gary Payton II does have a, a fractured elbow. Uh, and I, I know it had been reported, the x-rays on it, inconclusive. There's going to be an MRI tomorrow, and then they're going to get word as to just the severity, and, and at that point, the timeline and, and everything uh, will be known more uh, on, on GP2. But, yeah, I mean, fractured elbow, I, I mean, you, you can understand. That's bad. I mean, in all likelihood, that's he's done. You know, not only for this series, but but any potential uh, future series that that the Warriors would play if they are, are able to advance. As far as uh, the game goes today, I mean, again, it's another. It, it was a game that felt a lot like Sunday, much more rugged, much more physical. Look, I, I think it makes you wonder when the Grizzlies spend the last forty eight hours after Game One talking over and over about how physical they needed to be, how much they wanted to hit the Warriors on the boards, how they didn't necessarily make the Warriors feel them as much in game one. And then, you know, Dylan Brooks, I think, was coming out trying to to set a tone. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't think Dylan Brooks was intentionally trying to take Gary Payton the second out. I know there are Warrior fans out there that are thinking that. I know it has been a conversation among the media tonight here. I don't think Dylan Brooks was intentionally trying to club Gary Payton the second in, in the head. But when you get a guy in midair, bad things can happen. And, and, and we saw that you know, with the, the jersey grab from Draymond Green the other night. I mean, no, no doubt uh, a, a flagrant two. But I, look, I, I will say I don't think it was intentional, but when you talk as much as the Grizzlies talked about wanting to be physical, and then you get Dylan Brooks, who can be kind of a loose cannon. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's he'll pick up technical fouls. He'll toe that line. I mean, if there is a player uh, akin to Draymond Green on the Memphis Grizzlies, it's probably Dylan Brooks in terms of mentality and, and how he uh, approaches the game. So, uh, you know, that – the fact that he was involved in that kind of a play shouldn't surprise anybody necessarily. But, uh, again, at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that I think he intentionally tried to take the Warriors' best defender out of, of the series or, or out of the, the remainder of the season. I'm, I'm just not – but, again, it's fair to have a conversation about it when a team talks about how you – know, uh, Essentially, my words are not theirs, but they kind of got punked on, on Sunday, and they weren't going to let it happen again. All right, 888-957-9570. Chris in San Jose next here on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, buddy? I just want to talk what's about up, how to win championships and one championship run. I want to talk about how, don't forget, Coach Kerr, he's talking about we didn't get one win on the road. We did that. Don't get blown out the second game. We did that. Then they, Kerr played Kaminga, not Looney. Coach Kerr is making adjustments coming out here. When we go back to the Bay, he is definitely going to make his adjustments, and they're going to see a whole different Warriors team. This is what you call our brand of basketball. Um, I just look at how, J.D., you're giving credit to our uh, to the other team. Like, yeah, they're a playoff team. They're number two. They should be doing that. This should not be a sweep. Never should be a sweep. You know, plays a shooter, he's going to shoot. Whether he's 5 for 12, 5 for 19, or 37 points in one quarter, he's going to shoot. You know, Wiggins showed us he's a beast. He dunked on people. He did what he had to do. Unfortunately, you know, we had a couple things going on, but we took what we had to do when we went to Memphis. We showed that we are the championship pedigree that everybody's just counting us out on. We showed the whole league, like, hey, we're going to be here. It's going to be Phoenix and the Warriors, Western Conference Championships. 
Appreciate it. Th- thanks for the call. Let's get Kathleen in here before we, we break for the, the top of the hour. Kathleen and Concord on Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson uh, from FedEx Forum in Memphis. What's going on tonight, Kathleen? Hey, yeah, I was just curious if you had a feeling because I thought their ball movement in the second quarter, I think, was really good, but nothing kind of came from it. It just seemed like... Memphis's defense was so good at that point, or was it just that they weren't making shots? I don't know. Yeah. I thought it looked really good. No, I think it's a good point, Kathleen, and thanks for the call. Though the ball movement was there at times tonight, there was also a lot of really bad turnovers tonight. And you start to look up and down the box score, and it's a five-turnover game for Steph, and it's a four-turnover game for Draymond, and that's nine of your 18 turnovers. And so that that messed with uh, the possession game, I thought, a little bit. But what was working for the Warriors when they were moving the ball wasn't the three-point shot because open or forced, they just weren't going in. And the Warriors were stuck on four and five uh, for what felt like two and a half quarters in this game. So they where they did and have had success in both of these first two games has been in the paint, has been taking advantage of the Grizzlies trying to defend at the perimeter by sneaking some offensive players behind the defense and, and, and hitting them for, for layups in the paint. The Warriors have also been really good at transition, uh, being able to uh, run it back even off of makes and get some quick buckets uh, with with the Grizzlies maybe not back defensively and, and, and set up in time. So 888-957-9570. We'll hear from Steve Kerr coming back. Uh, we'll also have uh, your uh, shot of the game as well. Warriors lose game two, 106-101. And it was, you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Pass ahead to Peyton. Goes in, got fouled hard by Brooks. They might have to take a look at this one. Yeah, they are. They're going to review it. Eric Lewis says, let's take a look at this one. Well, he's still down. Yes. That's a hard foul, Jim. Foul the floor has been upgraded to a player foul penalty, too, for wind-up impact and follow-through to the head. While the player was prone to injury, Dylan Brooks will be ejected from the game. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Dylan Brooks ejected from the game. The hit to the head, the explanation there from Scott Foster, the crew chief uh, and lead official here as Brooks makes contact with Peyton's head. Peyton falls to the floor, uh, hits his elbow, and it turns out that it is a, a fractured left elbow for Gary Payton II. Uh, MRI tomorrow and then timetable uh, will be determined at that point. But uh, not good news when you hear fractured elbow. And now the question is going to shift to, and it's already starting tonight, should Dylan Brooks be suspended beyond uh, missing just the, the remainder of, of game number two uh, that he was ejected from. So 888-957-9570. That's Steve Kerr, post-game presser coming up in, in just a moment. Uh, but let's get uh, back to the phones here. James in San Francisco is up first here at the top of the 10 o'clock hour on 95.7 The Game. Hey, James. Hey, good evening. Um, I'm just wondering if you can remember any fouls like this where there was a hard foul in the playoffs that resulted in the in the player being out the rest of the season. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate the call. Off the top of my head, off the top of my head, no. Uh, I I do remember, you know, not not a play like that, but there was the you know Pat Beverly play with with Russell Westbrook, uh, where where Westbrook ended up with a a, a knee injury. But I, I yeah, so I I but that that's one that that stands out from maybe eight or nine years ago. But again, completely different kind of a kind of a play. Um, and yeah, it's just the league has really done its job to, to mitigate a lot of, a lot of the plays like the one we saw tonight and like the one we saw on, on Sunday afternoon in, involving uh, Draymond Green. You just don't see it as often anymore. And when you do, uh, you, you see players, you know, get ejected from the game as was the case in, in both of these games. But off the top of my head, no, I, I don't recall, uh, a playoff foul like that uh, with a, a flagrant foul and, and, and a player uh, you know, being lost uh, for the remainder of, of the season. Dre and Lamore next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Dre. Yeah, that's What's going on, Dre? That is a shame. Uh, that's a shame about Peyton. I'm just hearing about the fracture. That's uh, our best defender. It's really going to hamper us in the next couple games. Hey, I thought tonight I... I I heard that Clay was his knee was swollen, and 
Oh, it really showed. This is the worst game I've ever seen Clay shoot in the playoffs. I'm sure he'll bounce back, but I, I have never seen anything like that from Clay. I, I don't. Did he did he hit one three, JD? He was two for twelve from three tonight. Two for twelve. So he did hit two, but he missed ten. Well, well at Thank least he hit two. Uh, I think the game will be. You know, they're going to be. It's going to be physical throughout, just like uh, Kerr said. Hopefully the Warriors bounce back and win the next two at home. It's a shame. It is a shame about Peyton. But, um, hey, we got to do what we got to do. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Look, and, and here's the thing. The, the physicality and the attention that the, the Grizzlies are paying to the three-point line is part of the reason why the Warriors are shooting it so poorly to, to this point in, in the series and, and shot it poorly really in, in both games, although they did have uh, they had double the makes in, in Sunday afternoon's game. 36.8 is not 18.4. I mean, you're looking at a 14 for 38 uh, on Sunday and a 7 for 30. I mean, if the Warriors hit 14, they, they would have won tonight comfortably and we'd be having a completely different conversation. So uh, I know a lot of the chatter was, well, Clay's not going to shoot it as poorly as the 3 for 10 on, on Sunday afternoon. Well, he's 2 for 12 today, now 5 for 22 in the series. Curry was 3 for 11 uh, after the 5 of, of 12. And Andrew Wiggins, for all the things Andrew Wiggins did well tonight, uh, the hustle plays, the rebounds, the defense. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was bouncy and active and, and all over the place, but he was 1 for 7 from 3. And, again, falls in line. Jordan Poole tonight uh, really attacked. and eight, you know, Jordan Poole, 8 of 10 on twos in this game, one of six from three. And so the Warriors, I think at times, you know, they're, they're such a good three-point shooting team overall that they're not going to go away from it if the shots are there, but they were contested at a higher level. And, and I do think one thing that the Warriors have gotten away from a little bit is the fact that because of a lot of the, the way that the Grizzlies are defending them, it has left more opportunities inside. And the Warriors had 60 paint points tonight, which is more than the Grizzlies average as a team that crushes everybody else uh, in the paint on a night-in, night-out basis. A 60-42 to 42 advantage in the paint for the Warriors, uh, but the Grizzlies make up for it in an area where the Warriors typically crush their opponent, which is the three-point shot. 888-957-9570, Street Sheet next in the city on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Street Sheet. Hey, J.D. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about the uh, the note, or the call there on Draymond on jaw down the stretch. And um, is there a reason why Kerr didn't challenge it? I'm, I'm not sure I, I understand all the rules. Um, with timing or, or, you know, did he only have one timeout left? Or I just want to know what your uh, your thoughts around that were. Yeah, I, I think he thought that it wasn't going to get overturned. And I, I think, you know, that's <laughs> – you got to be sure, especially in the in the late game situations, because if you do lose the timeout and it's a one possession game, I mean, it, you know, if you have a couple of timeouts in the final minute and it's a, a one or even a two possession game, it, it basically gives you an extra possession uh, if, if you have the extra timeout. And and so I, I think he just thought it wasn't going to be uh, able to, to be overturned. So uh, Dave in Oakland next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Dave. Hey, J.D., how's it going? What's up, Dave? Hey, I just wanted to speak to your point. Hey, yeah, to your point, that, if I had one critique of Steve Kerr and not taking nothing away from Steve Kerr because he's, he's a great coach, but I feel like even, uh, even though we have all-time shooters, 
I feel like he has a hard time wrangling the men when they're taking so many threes and they're not hitting any. And I wonder if you feel the same thing. And uh, also, I wanted to know if you think that it's impossible for Peyton to come back to play with, like, you know how NFL players, they usually have, like, a brace or something, like some kind of support where they can still play. Because, you know, he can still play uh, with, with one hand to, to a fit. Uh, that's my question. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see. I, I and we got to see what the MRI says tomorrow and the extent of it. Uh, I, I wouldn't bet on that at this point. I know Warrior fans are feeling feeling that that blow tonight. I mean, Gary Payton II is the best Warriors defender, flat out. He he's he's there, and he was somebody that was going to see extensive time on John Morant. And when Morant has been able to go against other players, he's had for the most part, uh, a field day, although the Warriors did get a couple of stops with Curry and Klay Thompson down the stretch in, in game one. But when Jossie's Jordan Poole, it's attack mode. And I think the Warriors were, were counting on counting on Peyton to be able to be out there as, as their Morant container. And now, for all intents and purposes, you know, Sure, maybe the Warriors get some good news tomorrow, but we're talking about a fractured elbow. I mean, in all likelihood, Gary Payton's season is over at this point, and the Warriors, you know, it makes, yes, you split it on the road, you go back to chase, you're thinking you've got an opportunity to, to win a couple of games and, and, and reassert control of this series, stealing home court advantage away, but the, the reality is that's going to be a hell of a lot more difficult to do without Gary Payton a second. I know Steve Kerr mentioned downstairs that – Possibly Andre Iguodala, and the Warriors will get an update on Iguodala Thursday. Possibly Iguodala could be back and available to play uh, in Game 3 on, on Saturday. I'll tell you another thing. The three days off after the physicality of these first two games, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, what, three days off in between games, like what's that all about? Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> these two teams, and I think the Warriors especially now, are, are going to need uh, the flight home and a day off and a couple of days to gear up for, for what should be uh, a raucous atmosphere inside Chase Center at, at 5.30 on, on Saturday night. Lady in San Francisco, before we get to Steve Kerr. Hey, Lady. Hey, good evening. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Good, good, good. So I'm, I'm with the previous caller that called, that called in a few calls back before Kathleen. He kind of said everything I wanted to say. We can focus a lot on what didn't happen tonight, but what we should be focused on is that the Warriors were not supposed to win game one, and they went in there, they did what they had to do. I don't care if it was, by one point, we won that game, so we're still at a good advantage. Yes, it hurts that GP2 went down. They do know that he is our best defender, and for that reason, I didn't even see, um, I had to listen to the game on the radio the first couple minutes, so I didn't get to see that play, but just to hear it, it just made me think that it was intentional. Um, and whether it's the flagrant on GP on um, Gary, uh, um, sorry, Draymond Green, or on Brooks, we never want to see any of our players get hurt to that extent. So that definitely hurts. But I just believe that the Warriors will go in there and go home and do what they have to do. But what am I? I'm just a lady who loves basketball. You guys have a good night. 
Thank, thanks for the call, lady. Really appreciate it. 888-957-9570. We got some text messages to get to uh, the Xfinity mobile text line as well. But uh, let, let's go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr, uh, including his answer right off the top of the press conference when, when he was asked about uh, the Dylan Brooks uh, flagrant foul penalty, too, which saw him ejected and could have ended Gary Payton II's season tonight. Here's the head coach. I guess you made your feelings pretty clear uh, on the on the telecast, but can you describe your reaction to the the uh, flagrant foul on Peyton? And do you think that was intentional to try to hurt him? I don't know if it was intentional, but it it, it was dirty. And um, playoff basketball is going to it's supposed to be physical. You know, everybody's going to compete. Everybody's going to fight for everything. But there's a code in this league. There's a code that players follow where you never put a guy's season slash career in jeopardy, taking somebody out in midair and clubbing him across the head and ultimately fracturing Gary's elbow. This is a guy who's been toiling the last six years, trying to make it in this league, finally found a home, playing his butt off this year. In the playoffs, you know, this should be the time of, of his life. And uh, guy comes in, Wax him across the head in midair. He broke the code. Dylan Brooks broke the code. That's how I see it. It's going to be a long-term absence. Yeah, he'll have an MRI tomorrow, uh, but it's confirmed that he's got a fractured elbow, and uh, the MRI will help determine how long Gary will be out. Draymond also had to go back and get some some stitches. Is is he all right? Is he feeling okay? I guess so. I you know he was he was struggling a little bit during the game. You know his eye was was really puffy and and. Uh, he gutted it out, and he, he gave us a lot of minutes and, and fought through it. But, um, yeah, he was, he was struggling. Earlier today, you and Claire were talking about how you expected this to be a very physical game, right, an intense yeah. game. Where, how do you kind of draw that line? Where do you draw that line between being very physical, bringing that intensity, but not being either reckless or injuring other people? Yeah, the, the, the line's pretty clear. You don't hit a guy on the head when he's in midair, club him and break his elbow. That's where the line is. Game, a couple minutes left. Uh, how did you think that unraveled for you? Where where were the, the breakdowns? I, I thought uh, Memphis really executed well. Uh, obviously, Morant got some buckets down the stretch. He was great tonight. And then I thought we had some ill-advised field goal attempts. You know, I thought we had some advantages, a couple of advantages in, in uh, transition and um, could have had better shots. I didn't think our shot selection down the stretch or frankly uh, throughout the game was was very good. Uh, so that's what we've got to clean up. You know, it's easy to say, all right, seven for 38 from three, you know, we'll, we'll make more. And I'm confident we will make more, but we got to help ourselves by taking, taking good shots and creating easy shots for each other because they're there. They're there for the taking if we want them. Thought we were really over anxious and um, took a lot of lot of bad shots tonight. Clay, I think I might have finished five and nineteen. Um, you know, in the in the uh, Denver series, he took a lot of just catch and shoot threes and not much off the dribble. Um, what did you think of his shot selection in particular today? Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. No, I, I, as I said, I thought I thought our shot selection in general was poor. We'll look at the tape and. Guys will have the day off tomorrow, and you know we'll come in the next day and watch tape, and there will be lots to to look at. Sometimes in the playoffs, you get over anxious, overly aggressive because you're trying so hard. I thought we tried tried too hard tonight. 
proud of the guys. The effort was amazing. Uh, they rebounded like crazy, made a lot of great hustle plays, uh, competed. But, you know, to win this series, we've got to compete smarter. We've got to, we've got to execute better. And um, I know we're capable of doing that. Steve, going forward, if Gary isn't available, which it sounds like he probably won't be for a while, how does that affect um, your game plan, especially against Jaw? Well, um, hopefully we get Andre back for game three. We'll see how Andre fares over the next few days. And uh, if not, um, you know, we'll have to mix and match. And uh, But we've got we've got some time to, to figure it out. What, what was that first four minutes? I mean, Gary goes down and then Draymond goes down right after that. Just sort of emotionally, what was that like? And then were you surprised Draymond came back or what was sort of the initial reaction to what happened to him? I didn't see that play. I didn't I, I didn't think uh, there was anything advertent. Sometimes, you know, guys catch catch elbows. Um, that play didn't seem dirty to me, I, but I haven't seen the replay. But obviously two guys going down in the first few minutes, we just had to settle in. And uh, our guys did a good job of that. Bounced back and, uh, you know, kind of uh, got things under control. And and uh, we had some stretches where we played well. We played really hard defensively. And uh, as I said, we rebounded really well. We had our chances. We had, you know, had a lead in the fourth quarter, I think up four with maybe four minutes left or so. But, uh, you know, credit to Memphis. They, they executed better than we did down the stretch. Steve, was there a discussion on your bench about challenging that rebound foul on Draymond uh, that gave John... The, the two free throws there no and you you referenced draymond sort of gutting it out do you seem affected in what ways did he seem affected he was certainly effective he had 10 rebounds i think seven eight assists yeah um it didn't it didn't affect the way you used him it looked like he's draymond he's draymond green i mean he's been been in this situation a million times he's a competitor he's emotional so he got got knocked out early and you know was able to come back and and make a positive impact in the game um wasn't his best game but um wasn't our best game period you know I, I don't know that uh, any of us can can walk out of that one think you know feeling good we know we can play better and we know we're going to have to play better because Memphis is really good and and uh, this is what the playoffs are about you go game to game and um, you respond and you try to get better each game Steve you said uh, you know Nobody's going to be happy after this. You could play a lot better, but but what is the mood after a, a second like physical ratcheted up game like that? How 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 do you like how they responded? Well, the mood is down. I mean, you lose a game and you walk in the locker room and you know, especially a game that you felt like you you know you could have had was was right there for you. And everybody's bummed out, but it's the playoffs, so everybody will uh, shower up and we'll get on the plane and head home. And um, you know, we're in we're in a good spot. You shower up, you get on the plane, you go home, you take tomorrow off, you have a couple of days of practice, and, and you come back at it on Saturday in, in Game 3 in what should be a, a wild atmosphere inside Chase Center for not only Game 3 on Saturday night, but Game 4 on Monday night. And the Warriors now know they will be back in this building at FedEx Forum on Wednesday. So a week from tomorrow, Game 5, it's going to be another one of these late ones with the 6.30 Pacific tip time. Uh, and the 8.30 Central tip time, as was the case uh, for the ball game tonight. All right, let's get, uh, if you want to react to what Steve Kerr had to say as far as uh, Dylan Brooks breaking the code, uh, he did give the update on, on Gary Payton the second, the fractured left elbow, a Draymond update uh, as well. Uh, and he, we had a caller that asked about the, the foul against Draymond Green at the end uh, there and, and whether Steve Kerr thought about challenging it. I, I just didn't think 
he thought he could win the challenge in that particular situation, Kerr addressing that. And then uh, I think the biggest takeaway is just the shot selection for the whole game. Turnover's a problem, over-anxious, maybe forcing some looks from three-point range. And I thought the big key was Steve Kerr saying that the shots are there, and the shots have been there. in The, the Warriors scored 60 points in the paint tonight. Uh, the shots are there because of the way the Grizzlies are defending them. They're going to have to be a little bit more patient here moving forward uh, as as far as, as this series goes because I think they're playing a little bit into the Grizzlies' hands uh, in terms of in terms of you know, taking the shots when, when they're not falling and they're well contested. Nick and Berkeley on the phone. Said 888-957-9570. Hey, Nick. Hey, man, I don't think he tried to break his elbow, but it was definitely, he definitely tried to knock him to the floor. I mean, that was some good old late 80s, early 90s basketball right there. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, you don't want to hurt nobody, but I mean, you know, sometimes you got to play tough, but that was a cheap shot right there, man. And, you know, he definitely tried to knock him to the floor. And down the stretch, I think we turned the ball over five five times in the last four, four or five minutes. So, I mean, you can't do that and expect to win games. You know, you got to, you know, we, I think they, it was it was 18 to 12 with turnovers. I mean, six turnovers, the differential, I mean, that negates a lot of rebounds. So, I mean, the Warriors play great, man. Otherwise, I mean, it's just a couple little things, and it's just not, you know, and it's time to panic. But losing Peyton is going to hurt, man. That's a gut punch right there. He's been playing great. No, big time, Nick. I mean, I know Draymond, we're going to hear from him. I mean, he said it. it. It's his time to shine right now in this series in particular. He helped the Warriors win two games against Denver flat out with his defense and his three-point shooting. Uh, when you look at game three and game five, he was on the floor down the stretch and, and closing out that series. So, uh, yeah, he is going to be missed in, in this series uh, even more so than, than he would be missed, I think, in any other series because of John Morant. And you see Morant, uh, who was corralled some in game one, uh, and the Warriors you know, kind of dared him to shoot the three ball, and he hit a couple early, but tonight – uh, you look at it, and Morant hit the three ball. He got to the free throw line, and, and he was doing it all. Uh, and he winds up uh, with 47 in this one, and the free throws were really the difference between the game Sunday and the game tonight. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's keep it going with Mosin in Pleasanton. Hey, Mosin. Hey, thank you all for, for having me on. I just want to say a couple points. The first is, if the NBA doesn't send Dylan Brooks. One, that's disgraceful. But number two, the moment that man steps foot in Chase Center, anytime he touches the ball, we have to boo the hell out of him. I've seen him play in person before. He fouls nonstop. He is a dirty player. He is a player that is always over the line, and I was not surprised at all. I, the playoffs is a hard foul, but there's also something. I don't care about his intent because there's something called recklessness. That was reckless, number one. Number two, I know we've talked about shot selection and things like that, but a lot of these role players, and even you know our star players as well, play and shoot better at home. We just got to make sure the crowd's behind the team. That and if they, a lot of those same shots are going to go in at Chase. And I think this is a game that was very winnable. If the Warriors shoot their usual percentages, we walk away with this pretty comfortably. And so uh, I'm yeah, pretty confident. They- Dubs in five. Yeah, thanks for the call. Uh, I, I don't know about that at this point. I mean, yeah, the 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 part of the other part of that though is look, 
the, the Grizzlies aren't going to allow the Warriors necessarily to shoot their normal percentages. I mean, that's what the playoffs are all about, trying to take something away. Uh, better than 7 for 38, no question. Uh, out shooting the Grizzlies from 3 for a game in the series. I mean, it bodes very well if the Warriors could do that uh, with the way that they've been able to win game 1 and almost win game 2, shooting so poorly, but also taking advantage again, as I've talked about a lot for the last hour, of the way the Grizzlies are defending the Warriors. When the Warriors have been patient and gotten the ball to the basket via drives, the Grizzlies' defense has flat out been off balance, and it's been easy shots at the cup. More patience, I think, are, are, are paramount there. All right, 888-957-9570. We'll pause here. We'll come back. We're going to hear from Draymond Green. We're going to hear from Steph Curry. More phone calls. Warriors wrap up. Grizzlies beat the Dubs tonight, 106-101. to 101. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wiggins, lob for Draymond. Good catch. Pass to Porter Jr. The pool. He'll dribble drive. Comes in. Up top to Wiggins. Shot clock at five. Down the lane to the rack. And he dunked it! He just put Clark to the floor! Wiggins with a slam, a two-hand slam for Andrew Wiggins, and it was savage. Yes, that's an elevation sensation. But how far did he go through the air to get to the rim? He just kept going. He was like Mr. Gadget. That was remarkable. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins, and not only was it an incredible dunk, but Wiggins, uh, he, he actually had a little something to say to Brandon Clark and, and to the Grizzlies. You don't see Andrew Wiggins showing that much emotion uh, 
really ever, but yeah, one of the, the plays of, of the series to this point uh, early on uh, for Andrew Wiggins, who had 16 points tonight, nine more rebounds, a block shot, a steal, uh, but a couple of assists, but the three-point shot failing Wiggins tonight as it failed the Warriors to the tune of the seven for 38 overall. 888-957-9570. Uh, we're going to hear from Steph Curry coming up here in just a moment. Uh, kind of the question of the night with the loss of, of Gary Payton, uh, should Dylan Brooks uh, wind up getting suspended for game three that that is going to be I think the biggest topic of discussion over the next three days uh, in between game two and game three as the sh uh, series shifts to the Bay Area and Draymond Green is going to be getting fined uh, as well uh, Draymond when he went to the locker room early in this one to get the stitches uh, Draymond uh, flipped off the crowd here uh, in FedEx Forum uh, and he addressed that uh, in his post-game press conference as well. Uh, what wasn't really feeling up, upset about it. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a little teaser on that one, but we'll hear the full Draymond post-game press conference uh, in just a second. So let's get uh, Dave and Alameda next on 95.7 The Game on the phone lines. What's going on, Dave? Hey, way to go. You're doing a great job from the playoffs. That's a great gig for you, man. Hopefully things keep going well. And, uh, you're seven for 38 from three. That is insane, man. No wonder Clay only scored 12 points. And I was kind of hoping Wiggins would go at least for 20. 16 points. Those guys play a lot of minutes. Man, that was 40. Clay played 41 minutes and only threw in 12 points. So, I mean, what are you going to do? I guess we'll move on to the next game. Uh, as far as the, uh, the, the, the dirty foul and whatnot, it was a pretty hard foul. I, I just wish that guy would have felt like, you know, like how they teach people to fall in like a karate class. Like, don't use your – you see football players do it all the time. Basketball players, I guess, don't have to practice it as much. But that's, that's unfortunate that he stuck his arm like that, like that. He's lucky he didn't break it in half. Uh, as far as everything else goes, gonna have, we're going to have to play tougher against Memphis because they're going to play – they want to play some uh, physical ball against us. Hopefully we're up for the challenge. Steph is the man. I can't believe John went for 47. That's too bad. But – uh we're, uh, hopefully uh, we'll play the Mavericks and the Warriors will win. You're doing a great job. Go Dave and Alameda. Peace. Bye. All right. Appreciate it, Dave. 888-957-9570. Look, the loss of Gary Payton II is, is that it's a big deal. I mean, he is, and I, I called him, and I appreciate the, the 510 on the Xfinity mobile text line for, for pointing this out. I, I should have inserted another word there. I call him the best defender. He's, he's the best point of attack defender uh, on this Warriors team and that's as far as putting him on jaw uh, the Warriors can can try and put Wiggins on him maybe a, a little bit but it's going to wear you know those guys down if if they do trying to hang with John Morant so I think it's really problematic uh, to not have Peyton as the best on-ball defender as far as a guard goes. Obviously, Draymond Green's the best defender overall on the, on, on the Warriors team. So a uh, little bit of a misspeak there. Hat tip to the 5-1-0 on the Xfinity mobile text line. All right, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors. Let's hear from uh, – we already heard from head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Let's hear from Steph Curry. Uh, we're also going to hear uh, from Draymond Green here between now and 11 o'clock. Uh, let's get Steph's thoughts on the Warriors and the Grizzlies being tied at a game apiece. Steph, what were your thoughts on the play where GP2 got injured by Brooks? Uh, Steve just said he felt like Brooks broke the code, the player code. What were your thoughts? It was kind of out of line in terms of defenseless player going up for layup and him taking a huge windup and 
everything that everything bad that could have happened in that situation did knocked him out of the game. You know, see what happens with uh, his injury. It's obviously, a tough way to start the game, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, it was definitely talk about flagrant twos. Definitely one of those. So made the right call there. But um, I feel bad for GP. Like this is his time to to shine in a series like this. And a play like that knocks him out. So it's tough. Steph, you were right there and you immediately waved over. I mean, you could tell, I guess, immediately that was problematic for, for GP2. I was more so making sure, well, I was, everybody was frustrated about the play. GP's tough, so when you see him in pain like that, you know it's not something light, so tough situation. So what happens in the huddle after that? What happens when you guys are, are you thinking about that? Are you, are you mad? Where does the emotion go after something like that happens? It was like 8-0 at the time. So we're obviously trying to get settled in the game. That play happens, it pisses you off, have a reaction. You understand there's 45 minutes left in the game. You got to kind of try to settle back in emotionally. We did a really good job until the fourth quarter where uh, we just had some boneheaded turnovers myself. You know, right when I got back in, two turnovers leads to two threes, gets them life. We come back with the lead. I know we got to look at our shot selection in terms of making them really guard us, especially if we don't have the three ball going. Like, we really try to force it to happen tonight. And uh can live and die by that in terms of, you know, hoping that the, the dam opens up at some point. And it obviously didn't for us. So we got to understand how to finish a game if we're not shooting the ball well with the type of shots that we're trying to get. Seven of 38 from three as a team. I think you were uh, three of 11. Did you, I mean, did you like the looks you got or it sounds like you maybe didn't? It's one that's part of our nature and we, you know, it's, it's who we, we are, who we have been in terms of, you know, letting it fly all over the court. But there's another level of awareness in terms of, you know, I don't think they really did anything to take us out of those, you know, good possessions. We just either were rushing, trying to force a pass that wasn't there or the rushing turned into, you know, quick shots that obviously we take them because we think we can make them, but you have to have the awareness of the way that the game is going and what's really going to help us win a game like like we had you know, opportunity to tonight uh, with Job doing what he was doing every possession and he was, you know, he was making us pay on, on the defensive end. We were coming down and kind of let them off the hook a little bit with the shots that we were taking. So got to settle into what's going to really help us win games against a team like that. With all this playoff experience through the years, what has this team learned about how to bounce back from, you know, tough physical playoff losses like this. It's in our DNA. We know what to do. That's why it, a game like that down the stretch where, you know, it's a possession here, possession there, last six minutes, like we feel like we should win those type of games. And when you don't, it's a tough feeling. Um, but we understand the big picture. You know, we came and got one, take care of our home court on, on Saturday. You have to learn the lessons you need to learn. And obviously every uh, series that you go through, you're obviously playing a, a better team that's, you know, going to be a, a tough challenge and presenting a tough challenge for us. So we know we're ready for it and we're ready to bounce back and get ready for, for the game on uh, Saturday. And like I said, make the necessary adjustments when it comes to turnover, shot selection, and uh, sticking to our defensive principles. Steph, uh, what, given how quickly, how soon after Gary's injury, then Draymond goes down hard, what was sort of the emotional impact of that? Were you worried that that was something serious? And as Steve put it, he kind of gutted it out, it seemed like, because his eye was clearly swollen and affected. 
Yeah, it was a lot going on that first quarter. We didn't really have time to think about it too much, except during timeouts and, you know, asking around to make sure he was all right. But uh, I didn't know he was going to come back until uh, I had to get my hand looked at at the end of the first quarter. And I heard, heard he was going back out to the court. So obviously that was a relief, but there's a lot going on for sure. On top of it, they came out with a crazy run to start the game. So we fought, but just didn't get it done. Two questions. First off, what happened to your hand? How does it feel now? I'm fine. There's nothing. Um, as for like with what happened with Gary Payton, knowing that he has a fractured elbow and also what happened with Draymond having a swollen face, do you, does that add like fuel to the fire going forward? Are you guys going to play a little bit harder knowing that Gary Payton could be missing so significant time? The, the loss itself motivates you because uh, we, we let one get away in terms of some self-inflicted wounds with turnovers and shot selection that are going to it's gonna be a long three days with that feeling, but we understand what we need to do and how we need to play and the things we need to focus on um, and commit to doing that come Saturday, feed off our home crowd's energy. We've been in a lot of different series that have taken a lot of different twists and turns. And like you say, start on the road. We wish we could have got two, but we got one. Make the necessary adjustments, come with the right mentality on Saturday and, uh, and just play better. You and Memphis have been competitive um over the last couple of years, but does the first two games of this series, does it feel like it's ratcheted up to a different level? Are you surprised at all by the intensity and physicality that is happening here? Not at all. It's a playoff series. It's what it should be. It's what we're used to, um, no matter what team it really is. So I think when you look at game one and game two, it came down to possession two down the stretch, and we still feel like we can play a whole lot better in terms of things I've been talking about, you know, since I've been up here. So, um, so what, what the playoffs are like, it's a lot of adversity. It's a lot of adrenaline and emotion and back and forth. Just got to win four games somehow, some way. Yeah, and, and a big picture view, as you hear from Steph Curry there, uh, the intensity, the physicality of, of the whole thing. I mean, that's to be expected. If you watch the games that these two teams played against each other this season, going back to the end of last season in the play-in tournament where the Grizzlies eliminated the Warriors, it's all been building up to this. And the Grizzlies basically spent the last two days telling the world that they weren't going to get punked at the level that they thought they got punked in their own building in game one in terms of not bringing maybe enough physicality to the table. So they, they brought that tonight. I thought the Warriors matched it. Uh, and, and look, you know, the Dylan Brooks play, and I had some people coming down my road on the Xfinity mobile text line. Uh, look, it was a dirty play. It was a cheap play. There's no question about it. Steve Kerr said as much. Everybody uh, agrees with that. The one thing that I did say was I, I don't think – I don't think he was intentionally trying to club him in the head and break his arm, like flat out. I don't think that I don't think that was what it was, but I do think he was going up recklessly to try and put him on the ground. And when you go up recklessly to try and put somebody on the ground and you hit him in the head and they fall and they hit their elbow and their season's potentially over, uh, you know, you're going to get kicked out and the conversation's going to be about whether or not you're going to wind up missing, you know, more than just the the one game for that. So. It, Definitely a dirty play, and yeah, if he is playing on Saturday inside Chase Center, he's going to be public enemy number one, uh, and really public enemy number one, I think, for a long time. I mean, Warriors fans are not going to forget. I think the Warriors themselves are not going to forget, and this series was already on tilt 
at about uh, oh I don't know maybe a 12 on a scale of a 10 I think it just got ramped up to about a about a 15 or a 16 uh, on a scale of, of of 1 to 10 for what it's going to be like uh, on on Saturday night uh 8889579570 we do have our shot of the game coming up let's get Ricky in Boston joining us here on Warriors wrap up hey Ricky hey what's up man how you doing first time well, oh, good you know what I mean um, a little buzz I was watching the game you know I'm in East Coast time so you know what time it is over here. Um, big Clay Thompson fan, like I was telling your your call screener guy. Um, very disappointed, um, just because I'm a huge Clay Thompson fan and I'm rooting for him. You know, coming back after two years, and I'm just like the last two games, man. His shot's not there, man. I mean, I don't know what is going on. Even the last Denver game, he was off too. He only scored 15 points that game, if I recall. So you got three games straight that he's only averaging 15 points or less, whatever. Uh, what do you have, 12 tonight? I mean, they need Clay, obviously, but you know, it's it's something with Clay, man. So something you can't just go on and off. You can't have you know three games that you're off and then one night on. You can't do that. Not especially in the playoffs. If you're gonna you know be off, you know, I would say to Clay, I'd be like, listen, Clay, you're like we'll put somebody else. We'll put Dean Lee because you know if you're gonna be out there for 38 minutes or something and giving me 12 points, you know that's not enough production. I need the Clay Thompson. You know, what I mean, you're making over 40 million dollars in a man. You know what I'm saying? I'll put Damian Lee to save, you know, $40 million in my pocket. All right, guys. Have a good night. God bless you. All right. Appreciate it. 888-957-9570. Uh, 707 chiming in, Xfinity Mobile text line. Retaliation, uh, thinking that the Morant play retaliation for the, the Draymond play the other night. I, I think, look, the Warriors, you know, this is the kind of thing you see this in baseball all the time. You know, your guy gets hit. Then, then our guys get to get hit, you know that kind of thing. And uh, you know, you wonder now at this point with this series ramping up in terms of the physicality, that I, I think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. And Steve Kerr's going to have to to rein his guys in and say, hey, look, the best thing that the Warriors can do is not to go out and try and lay wood to somebody on Saturday night, but it's try to go out and execute the game plan and and knock the Grizzlies out and get the last word and the last say on that front uh as far as who gets the minutes for for Gary Payton the second uh I think you're gonna see some Damian Lee uh I think you potentially maybe you see some some Moses Moody but I do think I do think it's probably going to be some Damian Lee and I, I would also say it's probably going to be Andre Iguodala if Iguodala can come back and give the Warriors anything I was surprised to hear Steve Kerr go to the Iguodala card uh, and and say that the hope is that he'd be back for Game Three, but the Warriors certainly could use uh, his poise, his defensive ability, and and his intelligence as they try and uh, get back on track in this series. Uh, now with it tied at a game apiece. All right, Draymond Green. Let's get to Draymond uh, as he met with the media. It, it was short and sweet for Draymond Green, but but he got his money's worth tonight uh, here inside FedEx Forum. He addressed uh, flipping off the crowd. He addressed the Dylan Brooks foul on Gary Payton II uh, and just uh, where the Warriors go from here uh, as this series is now 1-1. One and one. Here's Draymond. Draymond, what were your thoughts on the play that injured Gary Payton II? Um, Steph just said that's what a flagrant two really looks like. What, what were your thoughts? It was a bullshit foul. What do you guys need to, to do better on jaw that, than maybe you did in the fourth? Guard him better. It's all right. Can you describe that play where you got hurt? It looked like just an inadvertent elbow from Tillman, and, and how did it affect you the rest of the game? Yeah, it was an elbow. I don't know if it was inadvertent or not, but I really don't care. An elbow. 
They were definitely more physical. Uh, how, how do you think you guys responded to that? Well, we had a chance to win the game, so I guess we did a decent job, but not good enough. Jeremiah, you guys obviously expected the Grizzlies to be more physical this series. So after this game, you guys expecting that same level going back to San Francisco? Yeah, still the same series, no matter where we're at. Just based off your demeanor right now, you're not as talkative or quiet. I mean, just what's the general mood after not only a loss, but one where you get hit in the eye, Gary fractures his elbow? Same mood after any loss. You're upset. So it is what it is. After you got hit in the eye, when you walked off the court, you flipped off the fans. It looked like what was going through your mind? You're going to boot somebody who get elbowed in the eye and face running on blood, you should get flipped off. So I'll take the fine. I'll go do an appearance and make up the money. But it felt really good to flip them off. You're going to boot someone that get elbowed in the eye and blood running on your face. I could have had a concussion or anything. So if they're going to, if they're going to be that nasty, I can be nasty too. Assuming the cheers was because they know I'll get fined. Great. I make $25 million a year. I should be just fine. So there you go. Draymond Green felt really good to flip him off. He's not worried about whatever the fine is because of the $25 million that he's going to make for this season. And even through in there, I'll go do an appearance somewhere and and get that money right back that he's going to be given to the league for uh, the double bird, the double bird that he gave the uh, folks here uh, inside FedEx form tonight as he went to get his stitches before ultimately coming back and, and Draymond uh, finishing this one with uh, six points and ten boards, seven assists. Uh, he was uh, among those with uh, the turnover issue tonight, uh, four turnovers, him and Steph Curry combining for nine of the Warriors, 18 turnovers in this one. Shot selection, turnovers. Yeah, Warriors matched the physicality, I thought, fine. Uh, in, in this one, uh, they, they just needed to hit a, a few more shots uh, down the stretch and execute uh, a little bit better down the stretch in this one. Uh, and now they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do uh, without Gary Payton II uh, in, in all likelihood. Uh, and, you know, I know Steve Kerr was asked post game and, and we played it a little bit earlier. You know, what what should happen to Dylan Brooks after the, the flagrant two foul? And, you know, he, he said it straight up. The, the player uh, who commits the foul, and this was aside from Tim Kawakami as well. I want to make sure I give him credit. He, he got Kerr after the press conference was over, uh, Tim Kawakami, the athletic, and he, he asked Steve Kerr what he thought should happen to Dylan Brooks, and Steve Kerr told Tim Kawakami, quote, I feel like on a play like that, a player who commits the action should be out as long as the player he injured is out. You're going to hear a lot of this over the next couple of days. That would make a lot of sense to me, but it's not going to work that way. We know that. It's up to the league to decide what they're going to do with Brooks. You break the code like that. You put a guy's season slash career at stake. You cross the line. So, again, just let the debate begin uh, as far as – what to do with Dylan Brooks uh, for for game three inside Chase Center uh, on Saturday night. All right, uh, before we get out of here, let's uh, get to our shot of the game, uh, which is presented by the County of Santa Clara. To Moran, shot clock at seven. Moran waits for Williams, now steps back, takes a three, got it! Grizzlies go up 98-97, 220 left. Big shot for John Moran. Yeah, might be the biggest he's ever made. Yeah, one of many 
big shots for John Morant down the stretch. He had every answer, and uh, he wound up carrying uh, his Grizzlies team uh, to the win in this one. 47 points for John Morant, including that one there. Uh, knocked down 5 of 12 from 3. Again, really the only difference between his Game 1 line and his Game 2 line uh, was the fact that he got to the free throw line a lot more uh, in, in Game 2 as opposed to Game 1. 14 for 31 in Game 1. He was 15 for 31 tonight. He was 4 of 11 from 3 on Sunday, 5 of 12 from 3 tonight. But again, the difference, just 2 of 3 at the line. He, he got to the line 10 more times tonight than he did on Sunday, and he, he knocked down uh, all 10 of those. So that's how you go from 34 to 47, and the Grizzlies wound up needing every one of those, including uh, the one we just played for you there, our shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 211. All right, that's going to do it. Appreciate uh, all of the phone calls over the course of the last 90 minutes. Great stuff. And look, the conversation on this thing is is just getting started. Uh, I'm going to have a podcast tomorrow morning. We're going to record it live probably around 1030 Pacific uh, at 957thegame on Twitter. Myself and Matt Steinmetz, we're going to be chopping it up uh, about this one uh, and about where the Warriors go from here, likely without Gary Payton II for uh, – maybe the entire remainder of the playoffs. Uh, we'll see more on that coming up later on uh, as the Warriors get the MRI. Look for some news on that over the next couple of days. But, yeah, look for that podcast to drop uh, right around noon, and uh, we'll be obviously doing that one live as well uh, via uh, 95.7 The Game on Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, our Warriors Weekly Podcast. Stay tuned for that. And keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game all day tomorrow starting with the morning roast and Willard and Dibbs and Steiny and Guru, Damon and Ratto. Everybody's going to be talking uh, about game two and this series as it has just ramped up to, uh, I, I, I think, an exponential level uh, than where it was at 1230 in the afternoon a couple of days ago when this series tipped off. So great stuff uh, tonight. Appreciate the help of Sterling Bennett. Appreciate the help of Craig Valentino and everybody in our San Francisco studios. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Grizzlies, they beat the Warriors tonight 106-101 to at Game 3 Saturday. Warriors live at 4 o'clock for that one from Chase Center. Also, make sure you keep it here uh, 9 a.m. for Warriors this week. Myself and Whitey Gleason, uh, we're going to be talking about everything pertaining to Game 3, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun as this series now guaranteed to go a minimum of five games. So we'll talk to you. On Saturday, Grizzlies beat the Warriors tonight, 106-101. Series tied at one, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.